Welcome to Attack of Opportunity. Today we're talking about goblins. Yes, today we're going to have our very own goblinoid expert, um, one Dr. Uh, Monsalve. He's a uh, Ooh, he's, he's a leading professor in goblin. Uh, sir, mm. please, I'm trying to introduce oh, you. Oh, sir, sir, please. Sir, you came on my show. This I'm is sorry, my okay, show. Sir, we're going to have I'm to sorry, ask you. I, okay, I'll okay. going to mute your mic for right now. Hold on. I'm just going to mute Sir, sir, I'm just going to mute your mic. Anyways, he's a leading expert in goblinology. Um, okay, Mr. Mon- uh, Doc- sorry, Dr. Monsalve, is there anything you'd like to say? I'm going to unmute your mic now. Oh, well, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, yes, doctor. Uh, goblins are very tiny. I'm, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I'm, I'm still <laughs> very honored. I'm just a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get that stupid shit out of our system. We're here for serious business, Andrew. Yeah, we're going to talk about goblins. It's very serious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not trying to do an actual intro. Oh, that wasn't an intro? <laughs> <laughs> nah, fuck it. That'll be the intro. Nobody listens to us anyways. Yeah, Today exactly. we're talking about goblins and goblinoids. But before we do that, Andrew, uh, what are you drinking today? Today, I am drinking a good old-fashioned Schoferhofer. Yes, the grapefruit one? Yeah. Oh, I've no. Seen, uh, no, the pear one. <laughs> they do? They, they okay, they don't have a pear one, but they have a grenadine one. Ooh, they do, good. really? It's actually not as good. The grapefruit one is better. I'm drinking mead. Is that one of those British ones that you showed me? Oh, yes. Okay, so get this. We went to we went into town Saturday because mm-hmm. Teresa wanted to get uh, Halloween decorations. No shit, bought $700 worth of Halloween decorations. I'm not Holy even kidding. shit. That's not an exaggeration. Well, to be fair, you're, it's your new house, so you have to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she went all out. Um, so... First, we go to where the old Toys R Us was by the mm-hmm. mall, because that's where the spirit was last year. It's like, okay, it's going to be there. Nope. They have a sign saying, oh, we moved to blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay. Hey, while we're here at the mall, there's a blind tiger that just opened up where Starbucks used to be. Let's go there. Went there. They're not open yet because of COVID. <laughs> and then and then so we finally went, we found the spirit. And then we and then on the way home, I was like, oh, shit, I was supposed to go to Total Wine. So that's three for three on things <laughs> that I fucked up on not doing. Wow, Andrew. And that's why I have Absolutely. a show for Hofer with 2.5 alcohol. 2.5 alcohol. <laughs> it's mostly juice, man. Yeah, this is like a fucking kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay because mine is only 4% alcohol. I oh, am drinking I am drinking a Gus Nels of London. Ooh. Craft, I mean craft. Draft of mead, uh, or you only mean, pink, or only pink mead. We brew with hibiscus flower for a fruity tart note. And did we say it's pink? Yes, you did say it's pink. The 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 gosnells. Gosnells is sparkling, delicate, and light, perfect for any occasion, and it's a natural because it's made from. No, you gotta say it in a proper honey. accent. 
<laughs> you gotta say it in a proper British accent. It delicate a lot, it is. <laughs> Andrew. Perfect for any occasion. Right? That's, ra- that's racist, okay? No, it's not. That's yeah, not racist. It's super racist. <laughs> there are people Look, that fucking talk like that. There's people in the United Kingdom that listen to us, guys. If you are one there of these people. There are people here that talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> if you are offended by that, let me know and I'll punch Andrew in the face. Later, I even record it and I, put it on Facebook. I have some old. <laughs> God bless <us> everyone. <laughs> actually, this is actually a lot sweeter than I thought it was going to be. I don't know if I need. No, no, no. It's like. It looks like red wine, though. <laughs> it is really red. Maybe it was a sip I had. Anyways, so goblins, Andrew. What do you know about them? Actually, it's, 4% for a meat is pretty low. It is. They, yeah. These are like, all of them were pretty low. Mm. I'm trying to get in topic here, Andrew, okay? Fucking Brits don't know how to make a proper mood. <laughs> you, you gotta get that Slavic water bottle yeah. style. <laughs> the Gothic mead. Anyways. Remember that one time I promised you I was gonna make mead? Yeah, and then exactly four hours later, you shot that promise down. <laughs> Listen, once, once I have this space, I'll do it. Right now, where the fuck am I going to put all I'm holding you to that. I am holding you to that, my friend. Please do. Because I told Chris, I was like, look, I paid $10 for these four cans. I could have made like a gallon of it for like the same price. You really can. And like, <laughs> what's it? We we were talking about like, oh, why don't you make your own beer? I'm like, because usually you can make a really good batch of beer one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not with meat, though. All you need is honey. The only problem with making your own beer is that you got to be you have to clean, clean, clean that kit before you use it again. I yeah. mean, it needs to be cleaner than when you got it. Anyways, let's get on. Let's get back on topic because I know, I know the majority of our fan Look, base, the one person doesn't like us talking about beer for half an hour. So, <laughs> the majority of our, of our fan base. Hi, Heather. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Listen, bro. We have people from the United Kingdom kicking on our freaking clicking on our freaking uh, link. I don't know how or why, but they do. Are you sure those aren't like? Russian bots. It could be, but, you know, I like to think that they're, you know, fancy people in, in, in Britain just kind of like listening to us talk about goblins. It's, oh, cheerio. It's all going Damn it, Andrew, stop. Got, You're gonna a, got a new episode. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what they're talking about. Oh, cool. Blimey. Right? You're making fun of me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Went a little Australia there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. That's why we're terrible DMs. Well, I mean, all Australians are just like prisoner British people, so it's fine. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> Did you know there's only one city in the entirety of Australia that wasn't found by prisoners? Really? Yeah. That's because it was found by a prisoner. <laughs> I'm being dead serious when I say that. I'm not making that up. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. We're not here to talk about history, even though I would like to talk about history one day. Maybe one day. Maybe maybe, one day. maybe when we've scraped the bottom of the barrel and what's underneath the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Damn it, Andrew. We're talking about goblins. Get back on topic. Okay, sorry. Let's get back on topic. Goblins. Everybody knows them. Everybody hates them. And everybody loves them. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask, what is your affinity with goblins? Because, hold on. I'm just going to say... Are we? Should we? Should we say that we're starting a series on monsters? Sure. Why not? Okay. Okay. We're starting a series on monsters. <laughs> oh no, it's out there. Now we have to do it. God. Ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this one, um, this one's, this one's, however, is going to be a little bit more trickled. 
through other episodes. It's not going to be like monster after monster after monster. Yeah, after it's going it's going to be like as it comes to us, we'll talk about it. We're not going to force ourselves through <laughs> like like the class <laughs> one. Anyways, hmm, excuse me. That's one. Start the counter. <laughs> I, I already had two, man. I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that still counts as one. That's like the 30 second long burp. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so so we were like, let's talk about monsters. And we kinda we kind of came up with a list of monsters. And the first one for both of us was goblins. Now, why why I I see you feverishly shaking your I mean nodding your head when I said that. You got all excited. <laughs> what is your what is your affinity with goblins? Because for some reason you seem to like goblins a lot more than I do. Because they're like the staple level one first encounter, first fight with every player has experience at some point. No matter the no matter at which um edition of DD you jumped into. You know, for me, it was 5e and like the first the stutter said, the first thing you do is go into a goblin cave and you do the goblins. And me as a DM, I have a lot of fun doing the voices for goblins, you know, like that little like high pitch, annoying voice that everybody does. And then we jump to Star- Storm King's Thunder and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see how this starts. Well, guess how it starts. Goblins. Goblins. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, they can't throw giants at you at level one, so I mean that's true. But you read, you read the cover at the back of the book, and it's like, oh, epic adventure! The ordering has been broken. It's up to you to put it back together. All right, so level one, uh, the the town is overrun by goblins. (laughs) Like, like it it, it comes to a point where goblins are just oversized rats, pretty much. (laughs) Like, oh, we got we got an infestation of goblins, and you open the pantry like. But they're no. cool, man. Like, okay, so for Storm King's Thunder, and this is like one of my favorite moments of uh, D&D. You go to the town, I think it was called Nightstone. Mm-hmm. And there's like, essentially everybody ran out of town because they were attacked by something. And then the adventurers get there and they fight goblins, right? Okay. But my party was like, hey, what's the name of this goblin? And I'm like, ah, I'm Beto. <sighs> No, I actually actually gave him an actual name. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just like, hey, what's the name of this goblin? Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Bobbly. Anyways. Goblin number four. That's yeah. the name of this goblin. Anyways, they got some information out of him or whatever. And then they were about to kill it. And the cleric's like, no, 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 no. I give him a gold coin. And, you know, goblins are attracted to essentially shiny things and things of power. Mm-hmm. And the cleric was like, hey. You carry my stuff, I will I will teach you the ways of the of the clerics, right? And I rolled I rolled for charisma and, and whatever. And then this goblin named Beto made it through the whole fucking adventure. <laughs> At some point, I actually made uh, I expanded him into the, an actual character so they can be run uh-huh. properly because he technically leveled up okay. into a cleric. And he had, like, an oversized armor set, and he had, like, basic spells, and he made it all the way through. And, like, there were moments where my player's like, okay, Beto's gonna do this, and I'm like, oh, that's really dangerous, he might die. And the tension has never been higher. Like, another player would have done the same thing, and they're like, oh, he'll probably die, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But when when Beto did it, they were so attached to that freaking goblin. Heaven forbid their imaginary pet tries to do the same thing. One of the players even did artwork for Beto. Oh, 
the other thing is that Beto also had a chicken with him. And the thing that in the beginning, before he got like actually like <clears throat> strong enough to keep up with the party, they will use him as bait. It started as they will use him as bait, but Beto was not stupid. He will use the chicken as bait instead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's he kept surviving. That's how he kept surviving. So for Wait, me, I don't uh, Did the chicken survive too? I think it did up to an no, it didn't all the way through. It, at one oh, point okay. it actually died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no no chickens were harmed in the making of this campaign <laughs> only imaginary chickens yeah well, you know <laughs> but i don't know maybe that's why i'm so like you know because i think even tomb of annihilation had goblins towards the beginning of it i don't think they actually encounter the goblins but there were goblins in the jungle i think Waterdeep and avernus are the first ones that i run that don't mm-hmm. have goblins in the beginning Waterdeep had goblins in it because because remember we went to that uh Xanathar's guild thing, and there was a goblin, and then That's we right. gave, and then we gave him a job at the awning portal. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think that's why I like that's the thing I like about goblins because it leads to, for some reason, players just love to like adopt goblins. <laughs> Any other monsters wouldn't be a problem, but if there's one goblin and he looks scared, they'll be like, "Listen, do you want a job? Hey, listen, do you want to carry my stuff? Hey, what if you stag along?" And because I'm I'm the nice DM, I'm always like, yeah, he'll tag along, and he we use him every now and then. But goblins are any other low level monster that just kill them, no problem. But when it comes to freaking goblins, well, they always seem to want to like help them or like think, after they murder their whole family and friends. I think a lot of that. Jesus, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that one, because I saw the artwork for Beto. And it's like a it's like a very stereotypical like little tiny guy with green pointy ears and stuff like yeah. that. However, if you look in the artwork for the monster manual, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, significantly less friendly. I don't I don't think people would be wanting to befriend that. Maybe also, maybe it's the way I describe him. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, because like you because you say goblin and it conjures up an image of like a little like impish guy going like hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know something like that like not really threatening more more or less a nuisance than it is a threat but also it even describes it in the book that they're lazy and mm. like and like not very good at their job so it already kind of opens up like the possibilities of like comic relief yeah well like, that's that, yeah that's that's what they do best they're just comic relief really like like if i if i ever have goblin guards one of them's always sleeping <laughs> and, the, and the other and the other one's like cleaning his nails with a knife or something like that like yeah. <laughs> like just, just like the absolute worst of what they're supposed to be doing but but let me ask you this why are goblins a threat at first level if they're so lazy and so bad at their job um goblins are a threat because even though they are lazy, they if if they get the jump on you, they can put some hurt on you. Yeah. Because the very beginning of Lost Minds of Fandelver begins with a goblin ambush. And when I ran it, it was almost a TPK. <laughs> 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 because I mean they had advantage because they were hiding, which yeah. Which goblins have pretty good stealth, especially for level one. I think it's like a plus six or some crap. So yeah, it's like it's a level one party. That's really good, and and their um their range attack, their range attack is actually about the same as no, their range attack is the same as their melee attack. So yeah. it's really so so they're they're the same threat up close as they are far away. Yeah. So and they have and they have numbers. That's that's really why it makes them into a threat. 
a goblin is never alone. <laughs> it's like it's like a cockroach. <laughs> For every one <laughs> goblin you see, there's a hundred you don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> Pretty much. And uh, and it's it's they they are definitely one of those monsters. Well, just like any a monster, you know, if you if you put if you put four goblins against four level one players, because that's kind of their CR one quarter, so that's like a balance encounter. <clears throat> and you put them on a flat plane, then yeah, the players are gonna you know wipe the board right. with them. Right. But you factor in terrain, cover, that kind of thing. In the hands of a DM that like knows war tactics and guerrilla tactics, a goblin um, goblins can be a very effective enemy. Against mm-hmm. level one, <clears throat> if you run uh, them smartly, smartly they can be very deadly. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though, even though the book is like, no, 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 they use traps to capture, not to kill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my god, yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they use they they have a tendency to have rats and wolves around. Mm-hmm. They seem to want to. They train them to be companions, and I guess they see a reflection on themselves because they hunt in pack. Yeah, pack strength. Well, not only do they do they have wolves, but they ride wolves and wargs, not wargs, wargs as mounts. Which Oh yeah. Yeah. Wargs are wargs are <coughs> not the toughest enemy, but couple that with a bunch of goblins, then yeah, you know, you got you got a pretty uh you got a pretty tough situation there. Which also reminds me of the um I wanna say man, it might be Mordekinens. It might be in Volos actually. But there's an ogre that is called oh god, what's it called? It's called a not a ballista. Anyways, but there's an ogre that has like a tiny tower on its back, and in that tower is four goblins <laughs> with with bows and arrows. And let me tell you, because because in that tower they get three quarters coverage, which means they that's a plus three to AC. So yeah. they have like an eighteen AC. Those four goblins are going to be like. A huge pain in your ass, like to the point that the ogre is not even like, okay, yeah, the ogre's fine, but the goblins are going to be the problem here. <laughs> Gotta take down them goblins. Yeah, exactly. But goblins are not tactical mind at all. Like they, their thing is chaos. They go fast. They just do whatever they can do to create chaos. If they get to start, if they start winning, they start gloating. They start mm-hmm. like doing little dances. They're full chaotic. They don't care. They have nobody. The only thing they respect is somebody stronger than them. Yeah. Or and by somebody, I mean like a goblin stronger than them. Or. Or. Bugbears. Bugbears. Or, or, or hobgoblins. Well, well, we'll get the hobgoblins in a bit because that's like. Bugbears are just essentially a bigger goblin. And right. hobgoblins are like a whole diametric shift. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you know the history behind goblins? Because I don't. <laughs> because I understand, like, goblins is such a classic. It's, it's essentially, I'm assuming it derives from the orc. It's like a very tiny, fun orc. But where the hell does the bugbear come from? <laughs> why right. is it called a bugbear, not a bug hoblin? Let's look it up. I'm pretty sure it's like some, like, ancient, like, like, uh, Celtic. Oh, it stands for bugbeiru, which means, like, right. which means furry elf. <laughs> and for what I understand, bugbears are. The chaotic evil of the family. They know they know tactics. They love they love pain, and they love uh, breaking ranks. What? No, no, it's just I got a little notice. 
McAfee's like, are you sure you don't want to install our blowware? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Why Why do you have McAfee? I don't. <laughs> I, I just let it run out. Anyways, so bugbears, um, the etymology of it, uh-huh. it stems from the middle word buga, B-U-G-G-E, which means frightening thing. Or, oh. perhaps, or perhaps the old Welsh word, it's literally BWG, Bwig, Bwig, which means evil spirit or goblin. Or the old Scots word, Bogil, which means goblin. But what does goblin mean? Okay. <laughs> what is a goblin? <laughs> what What is? What, what aren't goblins? Okay, let's see. Oh, yeah, it's just... While you look at that, I'm gonna I'm gonna start talking a little bit. The bugbears are a little bit more organized than the goblins. They're definitely stronger than the goblins, and they look they love ambush tactics. These guys, while you have the goblins just kind of like creating chaos all over the place, these guys are like creeping around the party, and they're like trying to find the best uh, method of attack. If it's like jumping from above, sinking through the shadows, whatever it is, these guys could wipe down, wipe out a level three party, no problem. Yes. I mean, effect, used effectively. I mean, it's all it. Like I said, <coughs> oh no! Oh, died. No, I need even more episodes. <laughs> like as I start coughing, the Sarah McLaughlin music like starts like <laughs> getting louder. Um, even though they can't see it, there is a uh, uh, 1991 to there's, or 1992. Yeah, there's, a, there's a fade out. No, it's yeah. 1991. 1991 to like 2020. <laughs> 19 question mark question mark. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So the word goblin it is believed to come from the Latin word gobulus or cabulus, which means rogue, knave, or imp. Ah, yeah. What does so. imp mean? God damn it. <laughs> okay, so three hours later. All right, so Latin came from... <laughs> All right, so 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 there used to be a tribe of people before there was, like, <laughs> polyoth... <laughs> like it, it wasn't until they found the Rosetta Stone that they were able to translate. All right, so then the Copper Era, the reason why it was called the Copper Era, <laughs> or the Bronze Age... <laughs> The first sign of uh, humanoids were actually coming. Okay, so agrarian society, the very first agrarian <laughs> society. <laughs> Anyways, hobgoblins. <laughs> what is that term? Called? No! I'm done with this crap. Uh, what were anyways, we bugbears. Wait, we were talking about something before that. Yeah, that's Bug, fine. Bugbears. Okay, yeah, so bugbears are essentially... Take, take a goblin, stretch them out a little bit taller, stretch their arms out way longer because yeah, for some yeah. fucking reason they got a 10 foot range and then just slap some hair on them and boom, you got a bugbear. Yep. yep. I mean, it's, it's really, that's all they are. They're, they're, they're described as lazy. They're described as bullies, but they are much stronger than a bugbear. Uh, yeah. They're lazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? Bugbears are super oh, lazy. Maybe I'm thinking of hobgoblins. No, no, no. Hobgoblins. Hobgoblins are goblins that went to military school because they <laughs> because they graffitied some old guy's house at 16. Yeah. <laughs> so. They got trained. Yeah, no, I mean, seriously, a bugbear is literally just a bigger goblin with hair, but it will beat the fuck out of you. Yep. They, they hit hard, man. Because they get an extra damage dice on all their attacks. And I don't think I think everybody's like, 
yeah, I can run a bugbear against a level one party. It says CR one, and then they're like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> when they realize that bugbear has a ten foot reach. How? Okay, here's the question: How the fuck does a big hairy goblin have a ten foot reach and a plus to stealth? That's an excellent question, man. Because if you look at Molos for the for the player version of Bugbears, it is the wackiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> can you can you imagine? Like like someone like a bugbear rogue, and all you see are just really long hairy arms coming out of the bush to backstab somebody. <laughs> That's terrifying. That is terrifying. <laughs> That's the stuff of nightmares. Oh, bugbear! Bugbear, awesome. Ten, ten foot reach. I don't know, but they do. The, the, the player version does. I don't know. I don't know the monster <laughs> version does. No, I think the monster version just has the five foot reach. Oh, is it? Hold yeah. on, I'm checking right now. I also know. Don't they do like <laughs> they they do like absurd amount of damage too? Uh, they have a morning star and they do two d eight plus two. Yeah, it has a five foot reach for that's weird. Two the A plus two, man. Yeah. One hit on a wizard, and that's it. And that and that's only one of the two melee attacks they get to do. So Jesus. Oh, and it also gets surprise attack. God. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They're great ambushers, man. If you have if you 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 know that the goblins are distracting the party and then the bugbear it's just kind of like right on top of them. It's like just waiting for the right moment with his like two other friends jumping on this party of five level twos about to like wreak some havoc. And it's and it's weird that, that you would think that because they look huge. They look like Chewbacca, you know? Well, they're they're medium sized, the same as a human. Yeah. OK, but a human's like like between anywhere from like five to six feet. Usually I know there's some people outside those parameters. I am sorry slash jealous. Are you being tallest? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm being heightest right heightest, now. Sorry. <laughs> Damn, but, Andrew, you're all over the place today. Oh, wait, hold on. No, I was looking at the bugbear chief. Still. The bugbear <laughs> chief hits even harder. <laughs> That's a 2d8 plus 3 twice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Gosh. But, Andrew, who brings all of these guys together? Who, who puts the the boot down and it's like listen you little shits we're gonna think about this tactics we're not just gonna rush in and do whatever you want all right so you're a dm you've been dming for a couple of years i just clipped my audio by clapping god damn it <laughs> it's ruined now yep that that's done anyways so you're a dm you've been dming for a couple of years now you're tired of goblins you're tired of bugbears because you know they're lazy they you know your party can sneak past them or like bribe them really good. You need someone with discipline. You need someone with tactics. You need someone with a weirdly high AC for a for a one quarter CR enemy. That's <laughs> that's where you bring in the hobgoblins. Oh fresh, yeah, fresh off the bus from boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> Full on chainmail and war train and war hardened, ready to kick some adventurous ass. Now the weird thing, okay. So if you're gonna run if you're gonna run hobgoblins, you have to think in terms of like actual tactical advantage because these are 
these are described as trained soldiers. Like they, like when I say boot camp, they actually went to boot camp. They know yeah. martial law and stuff like that. So, if, so if you want, if you really want to run a hobgoblin effectively, you got to be. How would the U.S. Army run this situation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, these guys, these guys are terrifying. Especially like, dude, throwing a hobgoblin warlord into the mix. Well, not you don't even have to do that because I mean, just okay. So if so if we're uh, hold on. Okay, so if we're going to go back to what we were saying before, where it was a four versus four, because that's kind of a... Well, I mean, they're actually CR one half, but that's fine. So we're doing like a four versus four. A First of all, not all four, gobl- not all four hobgoblins are going to be fighting. One of them right. will go to get reinforcements because that's the tactical thing to do. Yep. You know, and the other three are going to band together using their using their martial advantage which means if they have an ally within 5 feet they get an extra 2d6 damage to all of their attack dice yeah so i so so then they just form rank and file and now now it's a race against time because it's going to be like x amount of rounds before reinforcements come and then you got to deal with these guys that are doing significantly more damage than before yep so, yeah, so it's. <laughs> I mean, I love hobgoblins, but I also am terrified of fighting them. I think I think that's why most of the most of the times I've run a goblin encounter or a goblin cave or a goblin uh, stronghold, it's always being a shit ton of goblins. And then you have a couple bugbears with like uh, sprinkled in. And then you have like one hobgoblin or even right. like a hobgoblin captain uh, in there, and these are usually reserved for level one through three type mm-hmm. situations. But I think like this could play really well into like high level stuff as well. Like, oh yeah. Just like a shit ton of hobgoblins. Just use like the hobgoblin, the hobgoblin cap- captain and like the hobgoblin warlord um, on a level 10 party or something like that. Like full on military. Like they can do some serious damage. Well, not only that, but don't forget you also in Volos, you also get the hobgoblin. There's a hobgoblin mage and a hobgoblin like shadow monk. So, so yeah, just every form of, every form of actual warfare, you have that. You have, I mean, you got boots on the ground with the hobgoblin and hobgoblin captain. And then, you know, you have, um, like the tactical mastermind with the warlords, but then you have effectively see, I mean, these guys will be using siege weaponry to begin with, but you also have like magical siege weaponry because the, um, the mage versions of the hobgoblin have fly and fireball, which if you're not using those in conjunction, (laughs) I mean, like I love the smell of napalm in the morning style. (laughs) 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 So, so then, so, okay. So wait, why do you, why do you hear fortunate son playing in the background? Do you hear CCR? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the hobgoblins are coming. <laughs> oh, no, it's Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but these, these wouldn't be the guys that are, like, holding their swords as they go across yeah. the river and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but anyways, so if you're if you're talking, like, a full war game, like an actual war game, yeah, these these... I would totally pit these against a level 10 party. And, I mean... Granted, I wouldn't throw like a hobgoblin, a right. hobgoblin chief, and no. like I, it would be like a hobgoblin warlord, maybe three or four hobgoblin chiefs, and then like two d twenty plus ten <laughs> hobgoblins, and like all yeah, right, I, here we go. I will think about it. I will think about it uh, almost like Ghost of Tsushima, you know, and you have like that um, hierarchy of like different um, companies, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you have like the grunt, you have uh, two uh, leaders, and then you have like the chief on top. Right. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. And like, I will have like a couple of those like near each other. So if like, if you don't kill them fast enough, don't do enough damage to them fast enough, maybe the other ones will join in and stuff like that. So there's always like an element of suspense, like, you know, like, I, oh my God, I, we have to like take care of this fast. I would actually imagine infiltrating a hobgoblin fortress. If you were, like I said, if you were to run it as realistically as possible, infiltrating a hobgoblin fortress is probably impossible. Because they would have all of their bases covered. They have yep. magic users. They have like people that are known to use stealth and stuff like that. So it would yep. be, it would be like trying to break into Fort Knox. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I can, I can totally see that. Like a lot of people, like whenever they, I don't know. I feel like it's it's under uh, underused. Like a lot of people when they think of like fortresses and stuff like that, they think of um, oh, what are the evil dwarves called? Dwar dwar dwargar dwar dwargar yeah. like that kind of stuff, or even just like dwarves in general. Yeah. Um, or like a mage, human mage or something like that. But or like, just like human guards in general, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like I will like, I will love to see instead of like the starter, like, oh, this is level one through five. Here's a couple of goblins and hobgoblins. Mm-hmm. Like, see, so like an actual, like, hey, a bunch of towns are getting attacked by hobgoblins. Try to find out. And then you realize there's like a whole battalion coming down this way because yep. that's what they do. They just want to conquer Yep, and it's, it's up to you and the party to figure out how to stop them. Like, it doesn't have to be orcs. It also has to be, you know, mind flares or anything like, um, you know, uh, end, uh, world ending type situation. It could be just like, you know, hobgoblins. Like, like who would have thought, go- who, yeah, who thought hobgoblins will give you a run for your money type situation? I, I mean, because it, it really, it's all based on, again, how you run it and how the book, like, describes you know, because, yeah. like, if it's an army of goblins, you're imagining a bunch of, like, like goblins bumbling around and, like, you know, probably, like, playing in the mud and crap like that. But if you imagine an army of hobgoblins, you're talking rank and file, mm-hmm. yep. in unison, probably, yep. like, like marching Roman, songs and, like, Roman banners. tactics, yep, like, all that stuff, man. Exactly, Roman tactics, like, have, like, the tortoise shell shields and stuff like yeah. that. Like, unstoppable yeah like, and how do you defeat that like a party of five like how do you take care of that that to me is fascinating that would like, probably you, that would probably be a quest where you have to muster an army like you need to like mm-hmm. you need to like go to the other lords of the land and be like no right. seriously these guys are gonna fuck you up and they're laughing they laugh on your face they're like hot goblins what <laughs> no <laughs> they'll look, never they'll never yeah they'll never believe you type situation like that's yeah, great no look just because it has the word goblins in the name <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> they're terrifying yeah. hey that doesn't mean that they're not using goblins and bugbears, you know? Maybe they send the, the goblins first to oh, soften yeah. the line, you know, and then the hobgoblins come in and just clean everything up. Like, I oh. love that kind of tactics. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Your, your goblins and bugbears, those are going to be like the shock troopers. Just like, yeah. Those are those are going to be not, not shock and awe, but just like kind of like, you know, like loosen them up a bit. Like get them, you know, mm-hmm. get them scared. And then, and then while they're all freaking out and panicking, that's when the army marches through and just the meat grinder starts. That'd be, that'd be so, so, so cool. Is there anything in the Dungeon Master Guide for war tactics or war um, on warfare? That, on that scale, I'm actually not entirely sure. I don't you have think... To, we, have to, we have to bring in some Warhammer tactics uh, <laughs> rules into this game. I don't, <laughs> ima- I don't imagine there would be only because if it's something that's like if a party of five goes against that. Oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... I mean, I feel... I feel like this is when you bring in like it's if it's if it's this big of a scale this is towards the end of, the, of your campaign you know mm-hmm. you're level 10 you're trying to like 
you have all the cool stuff and you might be able to like do some damage with your spellcasters and like take down a couple of ranks and stuff like that. But you gotta think tactically because you, yeah, you kill 100, 200 of them. There's like 500 more coming in right, yeah. right behind. Like, how do you do that? Like, they're lawful evil. Like, do you go for the shift and do you go for the for the high ranking ones? Like, who controlling them? That's honestly, I'm I'm actually kind they of respect. Ready. They respect the strongest, you know. That's actually something that I, I'm glad you brought up because they are lawful evil. And it describes a little bit in the monster manual, but more so in Volos. They do have a weird sense of honor. So I so I would imagine if it's something if it's something like it's a random encounter of hobgoblins, as long as you're not impeding their mission or something, right. as long as their mission's like not killing you. <laughs> as long <laughs> as long as they're not like impeding their mission, you can probably talk your way out of right. You know, but in terms of like the large scale, like assault on a castle, like a siege thing, like it would be, it would be a, a, um, a scenario where, yeah, they are using siege tactics there, cutting yeah. off your supply lines. They are probably open to parlaying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny know? enough, wasn't, uh, I think it was in the starter set. Isn't there like one of the first caves that you go into? Like one of the hobgoblins is trying to like take over, um, the leadership position by killing the other one and you can do like a like a you can work along with him or something like that oh i'm not entirely I'm sure because I, I know the very first cave it just had goblins uh, it had goblins a goblin boss and a bugbear maybe I'm, maybe i'm thinking of uh storm king's thunder yeah but there was an option for players to be like hey you know like the big guys over there but i will help you kill him if and i'll leave and i'll leave you guys alone you know as long as you help me take uh take charge yeah i mean yeah. and and it, and it is it is a weird it is a weird thing where you, I'm not saying he can get along with hobgoblins. I'm not saying he can get along with hobgoblins, but it doesn't have to end with like unnecessary bloodshed. Yeah, you hey, know. I'm pretty sure Heather will befriend him. <laughs> I don't. I I don't see hobgoblins befriending anybody. I can see them having like an uneasy like alliance. alliance. Yeah. And it and it probably will be something like like you know like the uh, the typical like Mongolian Empire thing where yeah you know we we will bring you into the fold but you will be serving us like sort right. of a you know so right. actually that would that would be really cool to have like a gob a hobgoblin invasion but there's like humanoids and stuff in there because hey we're in service of this like hobgoblin right emperor. right the, the the whole yeah the whole like hey listen like. We submitted to them, but they respect our culture and whatever. They let us be as long as we serve them. Yeah, they didn't you know slaughter I mean? us to the man, so yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's what the, made the Mongolian Empire so um, last for so long. You know, they let people like praise their own gods and stuff like that. As long as you pray for the for the Khan or whatever, what or uh, Magub What the fuck did Hobgoblin <laughs> 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 you can pray to any god as long as it's for Maglubiet. Maglubiet. Hold on. Maglubiet. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean that if if you were if it was like a situation like you said, level 10 party, it's five of them, they're in a stronghold, things are looking bad. Then I would probably open the door for like, hey, you know, <laughs> a, little, a little, a little white flag. Yeah, 
don't you miss hot food? Mm. And I have like a hobgoblin <laughs> chef like cooking up a stew or something like that while your while your players are eating rats or blueberries yeah. <laughs> for the eighteenth fucking day. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's yeah, a, there's a lot of possibilities, man. That's why you know goblinoids are not necessarily just dumb little goblins breaking everything they see. Well, not e- well. I mean, even even normal goblins can be ran. Um in a way that is outside of the normal perception of them because they do have very good stealth for for as low CR as they are. So you can have, it, it can be like a quest where it's like, oh, there's a ghost in the village because all of our, you know, like, like things go missing and blah blah blah, and all of our cherished heirlooms, and then it's like turns out there's like a goblin, like a little just, goblin. Like, yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, just, and so and so you're like you're preparing for like this ghost thing. You just see a goblin just kind of like sneaking through a chimney, and you're like, oh, it looks sucks. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a pretty awesome level one uh, introductory uh, mission for sure. Yeah, I mean, and also don't forget goblins can um they can use the dash action. Is it? I think it's dash and disengage or dash or disengage as a uh, bonus action on their turn. So they can like, they can bug out if they have to. So, I mean, they are kind of slippery. So So they're better, they're better rogues than you are. (sighs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I went too far, man. Look, I'm only level two, man. I'm trying. (laughs) That's okay. To be fair, it's a steep learning curve for me. (laughs) Okay. It's not a learning curve. It's like a learning cliff. Yeah. (laughs) So, it's okay you've been doing good <laughs> you're just saying um, that now yeah I'm, I'm just saying that i'm trying to make you feel better it's not you're trash you. you feel bad you should feel bad your class is bad and you should feel bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i don't know goblins i think they're great I, I i think they're fun you can you can you can stretch them out to like a really high level uh adventure or you can just buy them for the intro the intro level they can be played for laughs but played effectively they can actually probably be pretty frightening at the same time um, it's uh, like it, especially if you don't know what the monster is. Yeah, you know, like oh, there's something killing the people, and it's like a like a little band of goblins. Like, ah, I'm not <laughs> not glued yet. <laughs> just like stabbing people <laughs> in the neck or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so, they're trying to find they're trying to find the shiniest, biggest like heirloom possible in the town. Yeah, and they do it by killing people. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean it's really it really all ranges on to how you want to run them. Yeah. So, and to be fair, if I'm running goblins, goblins, not hobgoblins, if I'm running goblins, it's probably going to be for more comedic relief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so fun to kick around. Oh, man. I remember, I remember one of the, like, the little homebrew things I did. It was, there was a room where a goblin was playing dragon poker with two orcs. And if the players didn't do anything, they would have watched the goblin win the dragon poker game. And then the two orcs kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Just to prove a point. And yeah, and goblins are like the type of enemies, like it's a helmet, but it's like a cooking pot with a hole bored into it so they can see out of, you know. And that's that's why they're the greatest monsters ever made. No, they're not the greatest monsters ever made. Wow, Andrew. Wow. We're going to get into what the greatest monsters ever made are. Oozes. That'll be the next episode after the map episode. Ah. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't really know that much about Uses. Uses are Uses are, are crazy. There's a lot of them. I've only ran one. And Uzes. they're they're a pain in the ass. Anyways, but that's another episode. 
Yes, so we talked about, uh, there's enough about goblins, let's talk about something more fun. Goblins? Campaign highlights! No, Ooh. I don't want to talk about campaign Andrew, let's, let's talk about campaign highlights. No. Do you have any highlights from that from last session? Oh, I don't. Descend into Everness? A lot of bad stuff happened. What are you talking about? So much bad stuff happened. Uh, we got murdered. Not once. <laughs> Twice. Twice. <laughs> I'm talking slaughter. <laughs> right into the meat grinders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Do you okay. wanna be more do you wanna be more specific? <laughs> Alright, so we're going through this cultist hideout, and we found so far two out of the three cultists. Or cult leaders, what have you. We're investigating a little bit further, and we hold on hold on hold on because i i might be misremembering something i remember i want to say there was combat before we found the secret door am i wrong on that yes yes okay that's the one i want to talk about with Varric. okay before yes. you get to the secret door yes, yes, before yes. you say okay so the, 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 the party's going through the sewer system right mm-hmm. and then if they get to a room they find some people that were in torture or whatever they're trying to save them <laughs> you know, torture, blah, 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 the whole nine yards. And then the, the room the room leads out into a, a small hallway where one person can go at a time that loops around and goes out into this other area that there's three doors and it's a little bit more spacious, but not by much. One of the party, I think it was Quintessence, fell her uh, stealth check to move in um, stealthily. And there was a person on the other, on the other in the, around the corner who saw them and just ran out like, you know, like, oh, intruders, intruders, intruders. And Quintessence is like, I'm going to dash and kill it. She dashes and kill it, but not before he manages to wake up five other cultists, you know, and Varric is right behind her. And he's just, oh, oh, I got to help Quintessence. And then I think, who else was? Oh, I think uh, little Vico tried to like go behind him, but he didn't make no, it No, 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 no. I wasn't, I wasn't quite there yet because I was still in the room with the, uh, with, I was still in the torture chamber. The torture champ, right? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so all these five people are, 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 are run out, and uh, the wizard is like, "Hey, I'm gonna put grease in this one specific area. Everybody, come back, you know." <laughs> so we do like the whole grease thing all over again. Uh-huh. And Quintessa's like, "Sure, I'll do that." She's like, "I'll disengage," and runs away, you know. And then uh, Little Vico also tries to make it back. No, you were still in the room. Yeah, I'm still in the room. But Varric, I don't know Varric, if you're getting... Varric's like, the Battle of Thermopylae starts now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. He's a samurai. And, like, I don't know if he, like, missed the cue of, like, running back or something. Or he got flanked. Because I think he got flanked. And he, he didn't want to risk... He didn't want to risk all the attacks of opportunity. I want to say he got flanked. Yeah. <laughs> For two rounds, nobody went to help him. And he's just standing his own, man. He's he like, is... He's, he's like... Is, He's, he's like, like the last samurai against five other people. He's like the only thing that, that gave him a, a little, yeah. The only thing that gave her a little bit of a, a, a breathing breathing room was once somebody used a uh, was it a spell? It was an explosion? Was it the the magic bean? It was the beans. No, no, it was one bean. You guys threw one or oh, two beans, which affected a lot of them and brought them down. Whatever. It was only three out of the five. Anyways, dude, he was just there against. All odds, and he just kept going. I think he had at one point he had like two health uh, hit points left, and he kept taking them down one by one. And everybody's like, I keep going down the round, and like Quintessa's like, Oh, I'll just stay here behind the grease. And a little Vico's like, 
I'll stand here behind the grease no, too. No, 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 no. Because you said I can Prince of Persia my way around the grease. That's right. And I'm like, I'm like, someone's got to help Varric. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I threw the bean in there. That's right. Like, what, he did get a little bit of help, dude. But he he took down pretty much four out of the six that were there. He was and, like, he, he was like, this is a good day to die. <laughs> yeah, he was not afraid. And then like he, uh, the last one was an excellent kill because the guy was like, the the bad guy, the cultist was like, fuck this. He looks so, and he just bolts out of the out of there and tries to run away. But he goes down the hallway. Then he realizes that there's like three other adventurers there and he has to pass all of them. So he risks he risks the attacks of opportunity. Right. So I'm like, okay, everybody roll an attack of opportunity. And I'm like, wait a minute. Because everybody started rolling. And I'm like, wait a minute. Varric uh rolled a crit. Yeah. So there was like no, I'm like, Varric, like nobody else rolled. Varric, just roll your damage. And he essentially did the whole like <laughs> pull the katana out and like like sliced the guy in half, but he didn't die right away. Not until after uh, after he sheathed his uh, his katana. Like 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 all you see is him take out the katana real quick and then put it back in. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then the guy just yeah, just yeah, like a gush of half. blood and splits in half. Bro, that was so intense. I can't even imagine what Alex was thinking because I'm like, bro, Varric even, even scolded the guy for having no honor running away yeah. from the fight. <laughs> it's like no honor. <laughs> Just keep killing them. Jesus. It was so, so brutal. And then you guys found an old lady in a bathtub full of blood. But that was that was definitely the play of the game last session. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so then we found an old lady in a bathtub. She said she was cold and she was freezing and stuff like that. She was trapped. And I'm like, there's no change around this bathtub. I want to roll inside against this lady. And I rolled fairly high. I think it was like an 18. And you're like, no, no, she seems she to rolled, be on- she rolled, she rolled one, one point higher. Oh, she did on her deception. deception. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And 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 you're like, no, 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 she seems to be telling the truth. I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> that was a really, good, <laughs> that was a really good insight check. So you know, you've got to be with it. And and so then we're going along, uh, and um, Glyph, yeah, Glyph finds a room full of skeletons. Oh and- yeah. <laughs> And decides this is a good time and throws himself into the room full of skeletons. And then that's when the old lady throws off her costume and just starts stabbing people left and right. <laughs> like, like, like fucking like gouges Varric for almost all of his 18 life. 18 hit points. 18 hit points. And then so... So we're trying to like deal with because she's like going invisible and popping in and out and doing like a, a crazy amount of damage. Yeah, she's like disappearing after every hit. Yeah, and and so and so I like we're trying to fight it and then I kind of feel bad. <laughs> like I'm gonna cut my losses. I'm gonna help Glyph in the skeleton room. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and so as we're dealing with the skeleton room, this lady comes up to the wizard. Who, by the way, was being protected by the Warforge at the time, but then the Warforge's like, no, I'm out by She had to be <laughs> fair, the Warforge had like two hit points left. Right. Anyways, this lady comes up to the wizard and does 36 damage <laughs> to a level two wizard. He had 14 health. That was the only time thus far in 5e we had to use the instant kill rules. <laughs> <laughs> and he is dead, like D E D dead. Yeah, I was like, oh no, dude. start making death saves. Like, no, 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 no. 
he's gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like she decapitated him dead. Yes. Yes. But, and, but wait, and hold on. Before that, though, because I think Glyph was trying to do was jump in the room and then do Thunder Wave. Right. But he got... <laughs> He like got himself into a corner. I don't know if you could see the map, but he got himself into a corner where he was. I guess he was planning to like do the thing, and but every because obviously the only thing they, the skeletons saw was Glyph. So all the skeletons went after Glyph, and of course he uh-huh. went down after the after one round. You know, then he but comes. Then he got a he, he, he got com- nat- natural twenty. He got a natural twenty to come back up, which he did, and somehow after that, every single skeleton missed him. Yep. Like I was not in budget rolls or anything. Every single skeleton missed him. Oh, and then and, and then there was a skeleton that had like one health and like down Varric. <laughs> That's okay. right, because you guys took him down and it was just the arm. I described it as it was just the arm of the skeleton holding the sword and it was just flailing around and I rolled it with disadvantage and it still hit Varric for just enough damage to take him down. <laughs> so anyways, what so... A shit show. So there was a lot of explosions going on in the skeleton room because he because Glyph was using Thunderwave, I was using the beans, mm-hmm. and, and then so so then so then Orin dies. Yeah, that's our wizard Orin, and there's just like a shocked silence, just falls like like a hush falls on the crowd because okay. this lady this lady was not going down. She was doing massive damage, and I could see it in you guys' face. You're like, how the fuck are we gonna take this like lady that, down? Like there, there were people like this is it, we're dead. <laughs> and then it's my turn, and you're like, "What are you gonna do?" I'm like, "I'm gonna come through the door, really pissed off because of everything that's going on in the skeleton room. See the dead wizard, and then just throw the six beads at the lady." <laughs> and you're like, "Hold on, I gotta do some math here." And you roll something like like thirty d fours. Yeah, thirty d. 30d4 is to a total of 72 damage. I'm like, is she dead? <laughs> <laughs> if she's not dead after this, we are fucked. <laughs> it was glorious. Cause like and you and you and you let me describe how she died. I'm like, she just explodes in the mist. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a pretty big explosion, and there's beams holding this uh this this cavern up. And I, of course it destroys all the beams. And then uh, all the beams. And then I'm like, okay, somebody roll me a D100. Because at a certain number, the the room collapses. Right. And I saw Quintessa's face. And she was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> We're dying here for sure. Luckily, you guys didn't roll the number that it required. <laughs> it's going to, one way or another, we're all going to die here. It, it kind of became a moment where, like, like because because when I died in the first session, we were still like in the city, quote unquote. Right. So it's like okay, we just go grab a cleric. But we are like, we are so deep into an actual proper dungeon within yeah. just the third like session that like if someone dies, they are gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, like we can't, we do not have the capacity to bring him back. So it was like as soon as Orin died, like that's it. All right, this is a suicide mission now. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> like it doesn't like, even it like 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 it doesn't even matter if we make it out. We just have to make sure everyone else dies first. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> I love how uh, Quintensis just puts the Warforged puts the goblin, the goblin, the the gnome wizard into a backpack and it's just scaring him on yeah, her on um, her back. <laughs> well, I mean, what's it? Howard described him as being like three feet tall. Or yeah, something. like he like he's tall for a gnome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. <sighs> oh, it's great. And then you guys got to like 
the one of the final rooms. And I told Andrew we were talking after that. I'm like, you know, that wasn't the because you 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 say that she was the leader or something like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that that old lady you guys fought was just a minion. She wasn't. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yes. It was so good. I can't. Oh, and the, the what thing what makes all of that better is that you guys took a long rest, right, right before. before it, like, like right before you went through that room. Five minutes before that encounter happened, all and of we're it all wasted, and we're and we're right back to zero. <laughs> yep. <sighs> and I, it's 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 like it's actually the point. Like I I actually do not know how we're gonna make it through the rest of this dungeon. Yeah, <laughs> like, we might just die. <laughs> We might just might just be the end of the campaign. That's okay. I'm ready to run. Because I think I think <laughs> <laughs> I think all of you guys are, are pretty low, right? You guys I did some healing, but you're still pretty low. I think we took a short rest, and we're okay. I'm yeah. okay. I know. I know. I'm not at max, but I'm all right. Because right before I fighting can't... that old lady, or right after you guys were done with that old lady, Varric had one hit point. You had two hit points. Uh, Quintessence had two hit points. The wizard was dead. Glyph had one hit point. And I'm, the, the whole time I'm thinking, oh my god, they're going to get into the next room and there's even more stuff happening. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm not used to running. I told you. I told you about these first encounters are so rough. And you're like, oh, don't worry about it, man. Just run it as if, you know. Because What's the because, worst that could happen? <laughs> because to be fair, thus far, we've been steamrolling everything else. That's like true. in every other encounter, That's you true. guys or us have been steamrolling everything else. And so it just built our confidence up. And this <laughs> one is just like, nope. <laughs> no, just skeletons stabbing you in the knees while this crazy old lady stabbing you in the throat. And, and the thing is that I keep reading everywhere that is thick. Everybody keeps saying, oh, it gets a lot better when you get to hell. And Andrew's like, well, even hell is better than Baldur's Gate. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh man it's, uh, gonna, it's gonna get to the point that when we get to hell I'm like oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> it's so refreshing down here <laughs> it's so nice and warm and cozy oh man honey let me let me ask you though how, like do you are you having fun that's my question because like I feel bad like I've like it's been so grueling this past like two like this first dungeon really I'm having fun in the same way that I've had fun playing like Dark Souls or Neo or something like that, where I'm like, where like I'm over here and I'm like, fuck shit. And Teresa's like, are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm having the time of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's just like I'm over here like, Wanna like <laughs> like wanted to take up smoking or some shit because we're getting uh, our asses handed to us. I'm having the the time of my life. Uh, <laughs> I mean I'm, I I'm, love it so much. To be fair, I'm I'm actually very surprised with you guys because every single person, 90% of every DM that has run this campaign, they're always like, Oh, I do this to make it a little easier. I do this for this and this. Oh, I was reading this part, and I can't believe that a level two party is supposed to go through this. So I did this. I have changed absolutely nothing, and somehow you guys are still, well, most of you are still alive. I, oh, okay. I thought, I thought you were going to say some of us are still having fun. <laughs> and, I was, and I was about to say, it might be because it's a good change of pace and we're getting a challenge. No, no, no. <laughs> we are still alive. I don't know if we're having fun. <laughs> I, and I said this. I'm like, I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm having a good time. This is the D&D I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, we might die in this next room. So, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, to be fair, Alex and Heather said that they were having a good time too. I just feel yeah. bad for. I just feel bad that. Uh, well, I saw Howard. He can. He can. He can control the NPC you guys just met. Yeah, so there's that. But so he yeah. won't be completely oh, left out. I, I felt really bad for Howard, bro. Like he, he. I. I'm not. I don't know how dedicated he is to playing, but it's just like. I want to say I saw some hurt in his eyes when Oren actually died. <laughs> like, like, cause he was pretty quiet for the rest of that session. Well, he was also having connection problems too. Oh, okay. So but, but no, but he, like, I asked him, I was like, Hey man, like if you want, like you can change your character. Like I will let you create a new one. We'll just let Oren rest in peace. And he's like, no man, like, don't worry about it. I'm having a good time. I'm like, yes. We're gonna bring that son of a bitch. Yeah, especially <laughs> what he said. It's like he ain't, he ain't getting away so easy. <laughs> Look, Howard, if you want, I know Orn's dead. You can use one of Andrew's sixteen other characters. <laughs> <laughs> just, just DM him on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's already got him hot and loaded and roll twenty. Just fuck it. <laughs> Oh man, but no, I love. I also love the bit that because uh, you guys are talking to Morlock, and he's giving like this exposition and like telling the story <laughs> and everything else. And Quintessa is like slowly backing away into the treasure room. And one of the lines that I had to read was essentially like, "Oh, and you can take that, like that treasure over there. Like I don't care for it." But like he was like, "And you can take it." And he points to the room, and then all I imagine is Quintessa and Glyph just like picking up the treasure. Oh no! I, it was me. It was me and Quintessence. Uh, we, we were using our thieves' tools to open the. <laughs> it's like you can use that treasure. Oh, they've already got into it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> oh man! But uh, I've been having a good time DMing this. I am running it as is. It is fantastic to see you guys struggle so much. I am. I am legitimately afraid that we're gonna die. <laughs> like we're not gonna see level three I and, mean, then, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then when you didn't say we leveled up at the last encounter i'm like what you <laughs> <laughs> were, were still level two that's right you're still level two man <laughs> you can't do this to me we fought we fought a bunch of pirates in the tavern brawl we leveled up from that why can't we love we killed a bunch of cultists why can't why can't we level up from that i don't understand <laughs> I just saw someone fucking die. <laughs> Doesn't that count for anything? No, you get no level. Welcome to hell. Oh shit. Oh, anyways, that was the session highlights I had. When, when I die, I'm gonna go to heaven because I went to Baldur's Gate. <laughs> <coughs> Oh man, you're gonna meet you're gonna meet like like uh, the actual like Merkel Ball and Bane down there and you're like they're gonna be like Yeah man, it's pretty rough up there. <laughs> like that's yeah, why we're no, here. We don't we don't go there. There's a reason why we don't go to Baldur's Gate. <laughs> oh I can't there's so much oh I can't wait. Just to let just to let you know, I prep for like I'm ready to grow all the way up to the point at this moment right now. All the way up to the point where you actually after you get to Avernus Essentially, the first bit in Avernus. Because I was like, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, they're going to go through this really fast. Mm -mm. Three sessions later, you're still right at the beginning. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, those encounters have been tricky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I love it. It's, I, I knew it was going to be challenging, but I was kind of expecting you guys to, to breeze through it because... 
you happen to just breeze through everything before. That's what I'm saying. We normally steamroll every other encounter. So I'm like, yeah, oh, fuck it. Let's just let's just get the Avernus and call it a day. But no, right. I don't, we're gonna die in the prologue. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we are going to be the group that we're those guys that die in the opening credits of Game of Thrones, and then the real <laughs> cast of characters come in. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Uh, just so you know, if you guys die, you're not going to go straight to hell because you're not going to do that to me. There's a lot more to do. You're going to no. start from level one again. <laughs> no, <laughs> if I if I die, I want my last words to be, I renounce my faith. Ah! <laughs> 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 so I can go to hell. <laughs> Fuck you, bitches. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Jesus. Oh, good time. If you guys want to join us on our uh, next adventure, it is going to be, well, it is every Wednesday. At six thirty, but I think we're gonna. I'm gonna start changing the the advertised time to seven. <laughs> yeah, it's always like it's like yay six thirty, and it's just like like one of us isn't there, and we're just like. So how was your week? Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> we'll see? call it. We'll call it a pre-show before everybody shows up. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And this will be the time everyone shows up at right, right, right at six thirty. Well, because six thirty has just been the time we had before we even did the show. But now I that mean, it's a stream, it's like, it makes sense to be seven. That way to people be don't. Fair, to be fair, if you watch any stream, like the first like hour is always like set up. Okay, and, and, yeah. and, oh, hey, thanks for the donation. For... Right, 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 right. We I wouldn't know what that's like because no one donates. To no one gives me shit. I'm telling you, man, we need to have more social eating on the. On oh, the yeah, stream. I'm telling you. We need to, it's either that or feet picks. One some, of the two. Some, 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 <laughs> my feet are kind of ugly, so I'm not going <laughs> to. There's a market for it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody out there will pay to see my feet. <laughs> Look at this hobby feet. <laughs> ooh, ooh, squirt a, a go-gurt. Do it. <laughs> I just put the audio of that <laughs> Uh, I, want you, I, want, I want you to fill up a crock with shaving foam and then I want you to put your foot yeah. in the crock with shaving foam <laughs> oh man the internet is so fucking weird Whew. anyways Andrew any news from the from the D&D world you got a new book I did get a new book I got I got the rhyme of the frost maiden the day after it came out because yeah. Amazon was a bunch of pricks did they ship it through USPS or Amazon I want to say they shipped it through Amazon. Oh, okay, because USB yeah. has been doing that to me. Like, gives me the day after. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> There's a reason why you're being abolished. Not actually by stamp. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I've been reading Frime uh, of the Ross Maiden. Jesus, I've been, yes, yes. I've been reading. I've been reading a uh, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, and I told myself I wasn't going to because I shouldn't. And now it's next to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> you start talking to me about it and then like, okay, I'll stop right now. And then like 20 minutes later, it's like, okay, so this is part. Of the- <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do this. It. I'm going to do that. What do you think of this? <laughs> I'm reading. I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah. but, you can't but tell the, me what to do. The weirdest thing was that no shit. I was like two pages in. I, I was reading the introduction like, oh yeah, this adventure, like the players are going to go to Icewind Dale and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all the post Strahd burnout, gone. I'm like, I want to run this right now. <laughs> like, I've already started, like, thinking up, like, how I'm going to, like, describe this and that. And it's just, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that there are elements of 
the adventures that I've been in and ran that are familiar with me, but it's also new. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to stretch these muscles and stuff like that. Or pull said muscles because I'm not good at it. <laughs> so, no, I can but. totally relate because remember when you started running Strahd mm-hmm. and I got the Avernus book? Same thing. All my burnout from Waterdeep. I was like, nope, I got to do this. Oh, my God, this is so cool. There's yeah. this type of machines. And I wanted to and, tell you so much. So the only thing I'm going to do, though, is that I'm probably going to read it once over. And then actually put it away because I don't want to do the thing that I did with Strahd where I read it to the, where I read it to the point that I was kind of tired of looking at it. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> so, that's that's a good thing to do. I I may I, I remember I didn't read it all the way through right away for Avernus, but I put it aside for a little bit because of that. Well, it also didn't help that I had the Strahd book for like four fucking years before, before you were even. Yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> so this hopefully will play out a little differently. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> COVID. <laughs> it's gonna be great, I promise. <laughs> so yeah, I am. But I know, I know Heather probably wants to run Ghost Assault March or Bunkers and Badasses. Now she told us that she uh, wants to do something else. So I don't know. We'll see. But I know she wants to do that. So I'm gonna let her do that first. You know, I'm not. We're not. I'm not gonna hog the spot. Yeah, yeah. I'm she's told- been. She's been trying. I think the only reason I jumped into Avernus right away was because. We were going to have like a month or so without anything if I didn't run it just because she had like a lot of really uh, right. yeah, uh, she hard had, work to do. Yeah, she had work lined up and yeah. stuff like that. So she's like, yeah, we're probably not going to be able to do anything. So you're like, okay, let's just start Avernus. Yeah. Which I, I don't have a problem with it either. Don't, don't, don't think I do because I was, I was itching to, to run it. Oh, no, he has a problem with it. He, he like, like after you said it's okay, he's like, can you fucking believe <laughs> Dude, you're not supposed <laughs> to say that, man. <laughs> I, I told you that in confidence. <laughs> No, no, no. But like, um, but no, seriously, whenever she wants to run her thing, I'm told get, I, I am not going to say no to somebody told, else wanting to. Yeah, right. I told you, man, <laughs> I want to do the same bad thing. I want to do. We're going to do those two guys from Sinbad. What, what are the two guys from Sinbad? The, the dude Sinbad and the other guy who's like a lawful, lawful good guy. And then Sinbad who's like a chaotic good guy. I, I would say in the beginning of that movie, he was chaotic neutral, but then he became chaotic good. True. Yeah. <laughs> or we can do or we can go the guys from El Dorado. <laughs> I thought I thought we were gonna do like like the twins where they're both portly but one has like a twenty to dexterity. <laughs> <laughs> one of one of them is Jack Black. <laughs> can we can we both be bards and you'll be Jack Black and I'll be Kyle, Kyle Gas? Yes. <laughs> Alright, we got this our is, characters. This is a tribute to the greatest <laughs> song in the world. <laughs> That's gonna be the only song we're gonna sing. That's the only song we know. <laughs> and then he starts jumping around and stretching. You gotta describe it. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Um. Okay. So, is there any news in the D and D world? There was something that came out that you told me. That was like, of course, the day after we stopped recording, something happened. Do you remember what that was? No. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because you were like, son of a bitch, naturally, the day after we recorded, this happened. <laughs> that happens a lot to us, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to look for it. Because you sent it to me, and I'm like... <sighs> well, wait, was it the... Did we talk about... No, we talked about it already, right? The... Dungeon Master Screen Wilderness Kit? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Oh, there is rumors of new settings coming, including Greyhawk and uh, and uh, what are the other ones called? Ah. Oh no, 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 no! It was it was about the IKEA making affordable gaming furniture. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yes, IKEA is making affordable uh, furniture. Yeah, it's Ma- gonna be mainly gaming yeah. PC stuff, but still. Yeah, it's gonna be co-sponsored by Asus. Anyways, back to the other <laughs> stuff. Um, wait, I just remember. Um, oh, I, I remember how like last time we talked about the uh, Adventure Begins uh, mm-hmm. tabletop game. Right. The, the D&D introduction board game type situation. Mm-hmm. I watched I watch their uh, How to Play video, which is like their promotional video as well. This game is like... I don't know where it stands. It's for like young people, right? Ages 10 and up type situation. It's supposed to be like an introductory game to Dungeons and Dragons. But talk I'm, about Satan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm listening to it. It's not the most complicated board game out there, but it's still pretty complicated. I would like there, if I was like if I was just looking at that, I'm like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run D D with my kids. <laughs> I, mm, I'm I'm still gonna get it. I'm still gonna play it. Yeah, I I I, I want to say they probably intentionally didn't water it down as much, so so it could be more like a stepping stone. Because I mean. There are some board games that are, you know, crunchier than others. Yeah. So it, so this would be like, hey, you know, if you think your kid would want to play something like that or they can handle it, like, and if you're done playing Clue, <laughs> you know, like... Or Sorry. I, I, well, no, hold on, because Clue's actually a little bit more advanced than Sorry. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, and, like, maybe they're ready for this next step. And, it, and like, it could be, like, a good, like, introductory, like, and I would imagine, like, if they actually want to play, you have to sit down, like, hey, there's, you know, right. more rules. Right, right. Well, it, it, it looks fun. And, like, everybody gets in that, uh, uh, a turn to be the DM, essentially. Uh-huh. So it gives you, like, both sides of the of the game. But it just, maybe once you play it, it's a lot easier. But, like, listening to the guy explain it. And it was an entertaining video, too. It was well made. It felt very crunchy. I was like, whoa. Like a 10 year old is not going to pick this up right away. Well, it depends on the 10 year old or 12 year old. Like, if he's I, a fucking nerd, he'll pick it up right away. Yeah, fucking dork. You stupid. At least I know what a vagina looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking mom. You're my dad. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah. <laughs> and he shotguns a beer right there in front of him. Anyways, um, I'm going to be the worst dad. <laughs> Teresa, <laughs> Teresa legitimately told me every time I think that you're going to be a good dad, you do something that makes me change my mind. <laughs> because I was like, because like, what's it? I was like, I was carrying CC. I'm like, oh, who's my adorable piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> Like CC is his dog, by the way. Yeah, it's our dog. <laughs> so she loves me. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, but I, I, but I mean, if you're like my younger brother who has the attention span of a spoon, then no, that game's <laughs> probably not going to be for you. But I mean, if you're if you're like someone that likes board games and has like an interest in board games, and maybe they're good with math at a at like a younger age, then yeah, I don't see why. True. I mean. And also, with any board game, starting it is the hardest problem. Yeah. And like, because for whatever reason, they write these board games in, like, lawyer speak. Yeah. And it's like, if the person or parties is holding the dice, just just say the rules. <laughs> <laughs> speak to me like a normal person would. <laughs> there's, so. there's actually an art to writing, to writing a, a board game rules. 
It's annoying is what it is. And I hate the fact that I I, I am the one that has to read them. Every time we try a new board game, for some reason, I'm the one that gets handed the instruction manual. I'm like, why? (laughs) It it always ends up with us looking up a video on how to play it anyway. (laughs) It's because you're the one that reads best. Um, just because I read, <laughs> just because I read a lot, does not mean I can read like a fucking contract and understand it. <laughs> right? Damn, you suck. Yeah, I do. That, that's what I've been trying to get at. Thank you. Wow, Andrew, you're the worst. You know what else is coming out or just what? announced? D and D, fully articulated dris drizzed action figure drizzed. Which I love how he's becoming like an action figure. Like a, I remember reading the books in high school actually, because I was like, this looks kind of fun. R A Altelor. This sounds really cool. That was like fun. Fun fact. That was actually one of the first English books I read. What was it? That was one of the first like books in English that I actually read. Oh, the R A Salvatore books. Yeah. Well, I didn't read all of them. It was the first one. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I actually when when like we were just starting to hang out, I saw that. I'm like, what's this? Elves nerd. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I only play games with elves. I don't read books about them. And, and now I'm Fuck like re- and now I'm like reading like the Wheel of Time series and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which I hear is pretty good. Um It's dry. <laughs> it's it's good, but it's it's a little dry. <laughs> so but I do, I do anyway. love that we were given action figures. I wish it was an act, not an action figure, but like an actual figurine. You know, like high detailed, already oh, posed. Oh, it's not a figurine? I thought no, it was no, no. a figure. It's, an, it's a fully articulated action figure with little swords and everything. <laughs> with Kung Fu grip. Kung Fu grip. It's not the worst I've seen, but still, I mean. It doesn't look, it doesn't look bad. I mean, no. but. I mean, it brings a D20, though. I'm gonna buy, I might buy it just for the D20. Just for the D20. <laughs> <laughs> throw, the rest D20 down. throw the rest <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I got my drinks to work and dice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where, the, where the natural 20 has like, a, like, Dritt's face, like. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that that works really good for an audio medium andrew <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't yeah the describe. face like that right like, you, like yeah that one <laughs> <laughs> but it's like okay so there's two things about the dritz over an action figure one i'm upset that they are not saying the action figure exists in in world because why wouldn't there be a dritz over figurine in Faerun somewhere wasn't that like, like a I, thing we talked about in waterdeep I'm pretty sure there was some vendor that was, it wasn't like Dritz the Warden, it was like Fritz Bowen. Yeah, I think that was a thing, and we made that happen at some point. It's like a cheap, like cheap, like, <laughs> like knockoff. <laughs> Anyways, so there's that. But two, it's a wood elf instead of a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> eh, close enough. <laughs> They're not going to tell the difference. <laughs> 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 they do it so they don't get uh, sued by, by Dritz. Yeah, exactly. It's legally distinct Dritz door. No, 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 no. It's legally distinct Underdark Adventurer. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the Halloween costume version of it. <laughs> With my two short swords <laughs> and my wolf companion. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but they were also like, oh, Dritz, his skin is blue <laughs> when, you know, drow are usually black. Is this like some sort of like, like not, they, they didn't say like whitewashing. They were talking about like, um, 
Yeah, PC, PCs. Yeah, like political correctness. I'm like, yeah. dude, drive been purple for like ten fucking years, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even dude, see that. Why, why do you even see that? It was it was like somewhere near the bottom of the article that you showed me. Oh, where, I just saw it. Yeah, where it's like, oh, Dritz has a case of the blues or purples. <laughs> like, you know, like, is this some like it's not like I've all I've always seen Drow as purple. Like a dark purple. That's also the way they paint them, too, because like, for example, um, the black suit in Spider-Man is not actually black in the cartoon in yeah. the comic, you know, that, that's it. Yeah. Well, anyways, also, people are looking too, too, too much into it. And I would kind of expect a race of dark elves to be pale because they don't know what the sun is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I, whatever. You guys are overthinking it. Anyways, but you mentioned something about possible settings. Yes. Oh, all right. Oh. I, I, I got to look this up. Type, 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 type. Type, type louder so the people will know. <laughs> Uh, I can't find it. No, <laughs> I found it. I found it. Okay, so no, appa- apparently there's some big news that will happen during D and D celebration. Um, settings like the Dark Sun or Dark Sun, Planescape, Greyhawk, and Spelljammer, Spelljammer might be in the works at Wizards of the Coast. At least that's what Ray Winninger, which is one of the uh, writers, said. Now. I don't want to give too much away, but there is something in rhyme that kind of leans towards the possibility of that happening. Uh, I already told you, if the next adventure is like a big old Vecnet thing happening, I call tips. Because like there was a part where and I was just I just opened the book on a random page just uh, like hey let's see where this happens and I was like holy shit <laughs> and Teresa's like what they actually have a I'm not gonna say it in this book oh <laughs> so, shit why are you yeah. telling me this I have the book right there <laughs> <laughs> damn it Andrew <gasps> I, said, uh, I need to go okay I'll be right back no <laughs> you read that book I'm not running this adventure you can do it your own goddamn self <laughs> <laughs> so but if i read hey, it I'm, now i'll forget by then no you won't <laughs> okay because your mind is weird and it forgets <laughs> weird but re- it remembers you forget stuff like your social security number but you remember how the door dances from yeah. Straw. So. <laughs> yeah so i don't want to hear it <laughs> it's true i can i can remember the- <laughs> um but yes if they do something like Dark's, Dark Sun would be very interesting. Um, I don't know what Dark Sun is. I actually don't know anything about that. Dark Sun? I know, I know Greyhawk, spell, spell Jammer. Well, all Greyhawk is. Greyhawk is just like another it's medieval. It's the original, essentially, uh, Gary mm-hmm. Gygax uh, yeah, setting. Exactly. Um, but Dark Sun is like a post-apocalyptic um, setting where, like, you know, the world has already gone to shit. And, like, you, like, if I remember correctly, like, nobody lives on the surface kind of a deal. Oh, really? Or or it could be something that, like, the surface is very hostile. But Spelljammer, that's the big... That's, Everybody. Everybody's every, been looking forward to that. Everybody's like, when's Spelljammer coming out? Yeah. We gotta do another Spelljammer. Because Spelljammer hasn't been around since, I want to say, AD&D? Yeah, it's like, an AD&D book. Yeah, because I, I, if I remember correctly, there wasn't a three point five, a third, or a three point five, or a fourth edition one for Spelljammer. Spell, spell, we don't talk about fourth. 
Bill Jammer is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't a third edition or three point five or a censor. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Spell Jammer is in space, right? It's it's in space, it, but it's it's not like Starfinder where it's like hundreds of years in right, the right, future. Right, right. It's like it's like sword and board. But you find a spaceship, right, 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 yeah, and like wizards, and, and the shit. way you control the spaceship has to do with like the the spellcaster type situation ability, right? Yeah, it, it actually has to do something where like if again, if I'm remembering correctly, there's like sails on the spaceship that you're on, and it actually has to go through space like a sea, but it's like a four dimensional sea and stuff right. like that, and yeah, and elithids play a big part of that, <laughs> so yeah, um, but but it's it's. It's a mix of sci-fi and fantasy, where it's just Lord it. of the Rings in space. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard really good things, especially from WebDM, um, about it. But I'm excited that it's a lot of like settings coming in, like D D settings, and mm-hmm. not more like Guilds of Ravnica, Terras. Mm. <laughs> Let's make our magic people play D and D, and our D and D people may play magic. <laughs> I mean, like, I get it. It's a business, and those yeah. are their those are their two biggest oh. cash cows. So why wouldn't they want to merge them? But uh, it's like, yeah. What? Sorry to interrupt. But another thing that was announced was, which you know, we don't play magic, but um, there's a, the next one of the new magic uh, sets that are coming out is uh, Forgotten Realms. <laughs> My reaction too, friend. My reaction. <laughs> I tried magic. I tried it. And I guess because I'm old already, I can't get into it. I, I used to work with someone that was very much into magic. And he was like, oh, yeah. Then you get like white mana and black mana and green mana. And you got to do this. I'm just like. And like my eyes just immediately glaze I'll over. tell you something. It is. It is. It is a very, very, very good game. It is. The problem I, I had. I, the problem I had is it's so fucking expensive. I'm just not into card games. I don't know why. Like, I just, like, the Pokemon trading card game, like, Magic, yeah. like, none of that. I just, I just, there's just something about the medium. It just doesn't click with me. Anyways, so, but yes, I am very glad that they are possibly considering putting more actual um, dedicated D&D settings back yeah. in. Um, a lot of hardcore fans have been, well, I'm not going to say they've been upset that, you know, they've been doing a lot of Magic the Gathering stuff, but it's like, you have all these other settings that is a wealth of, like, yeah. not resources, but rules and, uh, like, characters and stories and potential whatnots. Yeah. And, and it's kind of enough of, it's kind of enough of the players to bring, bring it into it. the 5e, you know, because if you look up Spelljammer, you'll... Google will correct it for you. They'll say, you know, Spelljammer 5e adaptation. And there's like there's like a hundred fan-made Spelljammer adaptations, you know. Great, yeah. you know, that's, and like, that's another thing. And, you know, like, uh, Willer Mound was fun, you know. Uh, Acquisitions Incorporated is fun. But, like, I really, I love the history of D&D and I want to experience it in 5e. Because yeah. for us, I don't think I could convince anybody to play the original D&D rule set with me or AD&D with me. <sighs> Maybe you, Andrew, but I think everybody else will be like, mm. so I'm missing guys, that day. <laughs> do you guys have enough gold to level up? What? You don't? <laughs> Shame. <laughs> oh, no. We fought a vampire. It's, it, it used its vamp- vampiric bite to take away five of my levels. 
What? Shame, shame. Man, it was brutal back then. Yeah, they oh, didn't man. fuck around. <laughs> so, but I mean, with with Five E being as huge as it is, because this is the biggest edition. Let's not let's yeah. not you know yeah. split any hairs here. There is no reason why they can't throw a couple of books, you know, for the more dedicated fans. Because I mean. It's not like Theros like set the world on fire or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, but they but they managed to find the production time and and money whatnot. Yeah. So you know why not? Come on, man. Yeah. Give us some spelljammer, goddammit. Bring <laughs> <laughs> with the dark sun. Spelljammer, or, or we riot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll burn all my D and D books. No, I won't. No, no, I won't. <laughs> That's just too expensive. Oh man. Um, you have any any other news? Outside of D and D, no, we don't no. care about that. No. I found out I have high blood pressure. No, nobody cares, Andrew. <laughs> I don't actually. I'm fine. It is, it is to be RPG related. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, RPG related. Not that I can. Or think gaming of. related. Or nerd uh, related. You. No, no. I, I was gonna say you. You mentioned something, but that was we already covered that in the last episode. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything? Do you have any other news? I've been reading Dune. No, you okay? You said RPG related. So in Dune, there's this guy, and he <laughs> <laughs> the awakened has sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Um, no, but there's something. I feel like I'm forgetting something, and I'm pretty sure as soon as we stop recording, I want to remember. Is it the IKEA affordable? No, 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 no. I didn't even Aces? remember that. It was something else. <laughs> yeah, it's not important. It's not that fucker. Uh, well, anyways, um, I think that's all the time we have for you guys today. Thank you for joining us once again on another episode of A Tug of Opportunity. Wait a minute. Ah! I forgot. It was the it was the preview from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Jesus, I forgot, about that. I forgot about that too. What was the subclasses? It was the warlock where it was like the, the, oh, pact, of, the right. pact of the genie and the wild the, magic barbarian. The pact of the genie and the wild magic and I barbarian. Can, I can hear Heather going, Ugh, as soon as I went, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to edit to where it's like, okay, guys, like, wait. Yes, yes, I remember now. Thank you, Andrew. You're welcome, I guess. <laughs> well, it's quick. I mean, uh, they did a preview on um, Psionics are coming, so there's that. Yeah, um, that, that uh, that's been confirmed. Yeah, but uh, yes, there is a. They actually did a. They they allow you to do the preview. Oh no, they took it down. Did they really? Oh, that sucks. Oh, I'm looking it up. All right, never mind. Play, play the music. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, anyways, so yes, we have the Wild Magic Barbarian, and then we have the Genie. What I love, I, I did a quick read on it. Uh, both classes pretty interesting. Uh, but the the what I love about the Genie is with an action, you can go into your lamp or whatever uh, whatever holds you. Mm-hmm. And like you say, poop! I'm saying if you can't do anything to me. <laughs> now, now, if I... If I'm remembering correctly, you're not the genie, but no, the no, no, genie no. is what gave you the powers, power. Right? So you have the so right. you have the power too. So you're someone will be playing as Aladdin. Yes, of course they will. 
And they're, gonna have, they're gonna have a genie that's like, well, like you ain't never seen, they never had a friend like me, and we're copyrighting <laughs> French. <laughs> Damn it! I tell you not to sing that song. I can already hear the lawyers coming up to my door. <laughs> so. Man, they they did take it down because they had the they had the preview for both classes. I'm so well. Sad. What so what I remember was that the because I I read it a little bit was that the genie. It's like, it depends on the genie that you pick. There's four mm-hmm. genies, naturally. There's a fire, air, earth, and water genie. And then depending on which genie you pick is going to be the spells that you get from that genie. Right. And naturally, it's going to be, you know, appropriate. Like, the fire one gives you flaming hands. The water ah, one gives I you... I still have it. Ah! <laughs> nice try, Wizard of the Coast. You're never going uh, to me away from these. <laughs> I, will put um, them on, I will put it on illegal websites. I'm going to print out a million flyers. <laughs> I'll put them all over my community. <laughs> take them before the man makes me take them down. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, that was actually something because the wild magic barbarian, we've, I think we've talked about the possibility of that before. I want to say, cause that sounds familiar, but the pact of the genie, I'm like, Hmm. You yeah. know, I never actually made that connection. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, of course a genie would be able to give like a but, warlock his powers. So you can, know, so you can have a Dao, a genie, an Ifriti, and a mer- Merit, which is yeah. earth, earth, air, fire, water. Then you get a genie's vessel, which could be an oil lamp, an urn, a ring with a compartment in it, a stopper bottle, a hollow, hollow statue, or an ornate lantern. And you get bottled res- respite. Is that a correct word? Yeah, respite or respite. Respite. Uh, as an action, you can magically vanish and enter your vessel, which remains in the space you left. The interior of the vessel is an extra- extra-dimensional space in the shape of a 20-foot radius cylinder 20 feet high and resembles your vessel. The interior is comfortable, appointed with cushions and low tables, and it's comfortable t- and it's in a comfortable temperature. While inside, you can hear the area around your vessel as if you were in a space. You can remain inside the vessel up to a number of hours equal to twice your proficiency bonus. You exit the vessel. Ye- <clears throat> you exit the vessel early if you use a bonus action to leave. If you die, or if the vessel is destroyed when you exit the vessel, you appear in an occupied space closest to it. Any object left in the vessel remain there until carried out. And if the ve- oh that could be dangerous. And if the vessel is destroyed, every object store there harmlessly appears in an unoccupied space closest to you. The vessel's oh, former space. Uh, once you enter the vessel, you can't enter again until you finish a long rest. Also, at least it's not abusable, but you can still you can still break gaming by just hiding things in your vessel. Well, I mean, that it, it's, it's a portable hole, but it can break. Yeah. And I mean, like, let's be honest, like an oil lamp's going to have, like, what, an AC of 12? Yeah. And like one HP kind of a thing. Can you imagine? <laughs> like you blow up the warlock and all this shit just starts <laughs> <laughs> like a chariot. What if you're like, like a really tiny room? <laughs> like, oh Jesus. <laughs> oh man. A brand new Corvette shows up in the middle of <laughs> He was using cheat codes. <laughs> And then one Abrams tank, that's not even in this game. <laughs> oh, man. But yes, we have two new classes. Um, pretty awesome stuff. I can't wait for Tasha's hideous laughter culture of everything to come out. I, I, I'm actually, that that made me proper excited for it. Yeah. Because it's not just, 
like take the old like because I don't even think they I don't even think they talked about Pack of the Genie in the in the Unearth Arcana. Did they? I didn't I didn't see it. It could yeah. it probably it probably was. I don't keep an eye too close on Unearth Arcana. But still, it didn't ring any bell. So it's like this is going to be like they're not just repackaging like older stuff and then putting it together. Like this is going to be new actual new stuff. So yeah. yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, but yeah, that's. Yeah, now now this is all the time we have for you guys. Yeah, uh, thank you for joining us in one more episode. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we release new episodes every other Wednesday um, with random content. Uh, don't get your hopes high, but it's coming um, no, with random content and quality of content. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's good, sometimes it's pretty bad. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a gamble. It's kind of fun. That's what makes it fun. Um, yeah, you, yeah, you don't know what you're gonna tune into. This one could be like underwater for all you know (laughs) (laughs) yes but if you want to chill with us uh, more often we do play online on twitch and facebook um weekly and we are going through descending to avernus uh if you tune in if you tune in if you tune in soon you might see if the if the if the party makes it out of the dead three cultists uh dungeon maybe not we are. <laughs> this is be really we'll see what happens. Oh no! <laughs> yes, but thank you for joining us. You guys have a good night, and uh, we'll see you in a week or two weeks. I don't know. Join us, Yay. please. Follow us, like us, leave us a review. Tell us that we're doing bad or good. You know, whatever. Tell us what we're doing bad at, but don't actually give us like tips. Just yeah. say what we're bad at, and yeah. then let us let us guess at, on, on how to fix it. <laughs> Be yes. as vague as possible. Yes, please. We will really appreciate it. But leave five stars, no matter what you say. Just leave comments like, be better. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for joining us. And you guys have a good night. And as, as always, uh, keep on gaming. And uh, may the rules be in Really? <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll think of a proper act. 29 episodes in. <laughs> All right. You guys have a good night. All right, bye. Bye.